Welcome to the Grow My Salon Business podcast, where we focus on the business side of hairdressing. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and I'll be talking to thought leaders in the hairdressing industry, discussing insightful, provocative, and inspiring ideas that matter. So get ready to learn, get ready to be challenged, get ready to be inspired, and most importantly, get ready to grow your salon business. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Grow My Salon Business podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and it's great to have you here with me today. I want to start by wishing you all a safe and happy 2022. Let's hope that we can put the last two years behind us and build back better and stronger than ever. My promise to you is that this year we will keep bringing you amazing guests on the show. But more than that, We'll also continue to provide you with the best educational business resources available. And on that note, on January the 10th, we'll be launching our online salon management course. So if you're interested in finding out more about it, then register your interest at growmysalonbusiness.com so that you get notification emails about the times for the free launch webinar. So that was growmysalonbusiness.com. Now, that launch webinar for Salon Management course will be repeated on the 11th and the 17th of January at different times. And it's not just a sales pitch, it's a one-hour Salon Management Masterclass. And for those of you that are interested to find out more, at the end of it, I will then explain everything you need to know about the online management course uh, that we're launching at the end of the one-hour webinar. So I hope to see you there. Okay. With that said, I often reflect on how lucky I am and that I get to interview lots of great people on the podcast and to have in-depth conversations with such a diverse range of people that have a story to tell and often have a unique area of expertise to share. I always think that it's a great privilege that I have to be able to ask the guests that I have on the show the questions that I do and to get them to open up so that you, the listener, and me, the host, can understand and learn something or reinforce something that perhaps we didn't yet know. Often the guests on the podcast will also mention the people that have mentored them, trained them, inspired them, and that have managed them on their journey. And so with that said, let's get on with today's podcast where I want to talk about the questions that many of us have asked ourselves or we'll ask ourselves at some point in time. They are questions around the subject of salon ownership or management. Starting with, should you open a salon business of your own? What is salon ownership and managing a team rarely like? What does salon management and being a manager actually mean? The majority of people listening to this are working in the hair and beauty business. And a big percentage of them are either salon owners or salon managers, or perhaps one day they aspire to be. Now, most of us, me included, opened a business maybe for all the wrong reasons, or if it wasn't for the wrong reasons, at least it was that we were uninformed and unprepared as to what owning a business really involved. And the reality is, is that for many salon owners, they simply don't know what they don't know when they decide to open up their business. And 
can I suggest that perhaps in many cases that's actually a good thing, that, that state of naivety, or perhaps they never would have done it in the first place. Essentially, they often make the mistake of thinking that opening a salon of your own is the inevitable next step. Or they think that being a salon owner is automatically going to give them more freedom and flexibility and more time off. And they think about how great it will be to be your own boss and not have to be answerable to anyone else. And to round it off, they definitely think that being a salon owner is going to give them more financial reward. Now, for some people, they do manage to eventually achieve some or all of those things. But, and it's a big but, the reality is that unfortunately, most people who open a business of their own don't manage to achieve those things. Most of those reasons as to why we decide to open a business are interlinked to some degree. So let's just go back over them and talk about them one at a time in a bit more detail and dig into you know, what the reality of it is, starting with opening a business as being the inevitable next step. You see, for many hairdressers, there is this mistaken idea that it's the inevitable next step, that you should open your own business. Quite simply, it's not the inevitable next step. So stop thinking that it is. There is nothing inevitable about opening a business as being the obvious next step. The truth of it is, is that opening and running a business requires a very different set of skills to cutting and coloring hair in a salon. And the skills of the hairdresser do not prepare you for the skills needed to open and run a business of your own. But I meet many people who just simply shouldn't be in business because they don't have the ability or the knowledge, or more importantly, they don't have the desire to understand what it is they need to know if they want to create a business and build a, a team of their own. That brings us to the next myth. And that is that opening a business will automatically give you more freedom, more flexibility, and more time off if you have your own salon. When you work for someone else, you usually have to work an agreed set of hours. And when you get to the end of the day, then you get to go home. You don't have to balance the books. You don't have to pay the bills or deal with the maintenance issues. You don't have to deal with the problem that a team member has or any of the dozens of other jobs that come with being the owner of the business. Yes, you will have more flexibility in that if you decide that you don't want to work today or that you'll start late and finish early, then yes, you can make that choice. But you also have to deal with whatever the consequences are of that choice or that decision too. Which brings us to the idea of that owning a business will allow you to get more time off. You see, the reality is that the opposite is probably going to be true. As a business owner, there's no law or government department or, or boss to determine your hours. And so you'll often find yourself working long hours, working late nights, working weekends and holidays too. And no one's paying you to do that. You do it because 
it's your business and it's your responsibility to get it done, whatever it is. And so the reality is, is that if you're not doing whatever it is that you're doing or whatever it is that needs doing, then it just simply isn't getting done. Which brings us to the next point, and that is that you will be your own boss. And in many ways, you will be the boss with no one else to answer to. That is, of course, except for the tax department and your suppliers and the landlord and the bank and the labor department and any business partners or backers that you may have. And you're totally answerable to all of them. And they are all usually very inflexible. So yes, in one sense, you will be your own boss and the buck will stop with you for better or worse. But in another sense, you've simply changed who it is that you are answerable to. Which brings us to the final point on my list, and, and that is that you will make more money. And yes, some people do, but many don't. And that's the reason why most salon owners don't, or most salons simply don't last. As an employee, most people will work 30 to 40 hours a week, and they'll be paid for those hours. But as a business owner, most of you will be working you know, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, or more hours a week. And no one is responsible to pay you for those hours. The reality is, is that the average salon owner, if they had to pay someone else to do the work that they do, they simply wouldn't be able to afford them. So now we've dealt with all that and had the reality check of what it really is all about. Let's talk about how we can make it work. Because obviously, many salon owners create very successful businesses that give them the freedom, the flexibility, the financial reward that they so desire. And there's no reason to think that you can't be one of them. So what do you need to do? Well, the first thing is to understand something that I've already touched on, and that is that you need to recognize that just because you're good at cutting and coloring hair, it doesn't mean that you have what it takes to run a business that cuts and colors hair. Because as I've already said, they're two totally different skills. And just because you're good at one doesn't mean that you're going to be good at the other. It has no bearing whatsoever on whether you'll be good at running a business just because you're good at doing hair. And in no particular order, the second thing is, on my list is that you, you need to think of your business as being apart from you, not a part of you. Now, that is a really important distinction. Can't emphasize it enough. Because even if the business has your name on the door, you are not your business. And so you need to think of your business as a separate entity and then to set out to build a business that runs without you, not because of you. Thirdly, you need to recognize that as a salon owner or manager that your success isn't dependent on you doing all the work or it shouldn't be. Your success it's dependent on your ability to get others to do what you can do. Your job 
as a salon owner and manager is to attract, nurture, and grow a team of people that represent your brand. The fourth thing on my list is that as an owner or manager, you need to continually educate yourself in every area of business. From the need to understand the numbers to how to attract the team you want, to create the culture that you want, and how to attract and keep the clients that you want. And the fifth point on my list is that as an owner or manager, you need to understand that you are now a leader. You may not refer to yourself as a leader or even be comfortable with that title. But with salon ownership or managing a team, the people on your team will look to you as their leader. They expect you to get it right. They expect you to have the answers. They expect you to be in control of the rest of the team. They expect you to have a vision for the business. They expect you to have a plan about how you're going to get the business there. And that brings us to my sixth point, which is as an owner or manager, you need to understand that part of being a leader requires you to be a manager. Perhaps you don't even like the word manager. Many hairdressers don't. Maybe it's because it doesn't sound creative or fun. And so they think that they'll just get someone else to do that part of the business. Or they think that I'll just employ people that don't need managing. What a mistake that is. I remember when I first opened my salons, I'd not really given any thought to what the management side of things involved. Before I opened my salons, I was a creative director at the Sassoon Salons and Schools in London. And so I had some experience in leading a team of people in the technical creative context, but I knew very little about what salon management really involved. Before I started recording this podcast, I Googled, what was the definition of management? And the first thing I read was, management is a process of planning, of decision-making, of organizing and leading, motivating and controlling the human resources and the financial, physical and information resources of an organization to reach its goals efficiently and effectively. That's quite a mouthful, but that's essentially your job description. All businesses need managing. Your business needs managing. Your people need managing. The problem is that most salon owners or managers don't have the experience the education, the training, or the understanding of what being a manager means. And so they do what they feel they should do, and some get it right, but many don't. But what's important to recognize is that being a manager isn't something that you were born knowing how to do. You have to learn how to be an effective manager. Just like you weren't born knowing how to cut and color hair, you had to learn how to cut and color hair. And you weren't born knowing how to drive a car. You were taught and you learned how to do it. And just like learning anything else, as you learn how to build a business and manage a team, you'll frequently be out of your comfort zone. 
you will make mistakes. At times, you will question your own ability. Just like learning to cut and color hair, you have to practice it. You observe and copy someone else who's done it. You'll get feedback on what you've done, sometimes positive feedback and sometimes not so positive. Either way, you're learning and growing. And eventually, given time, you'll get better at it. You'll get faster or more efficient at it. And you'll realize that it's a never-ending journey of evolving and growing as an individual. And that's what learning to be a more effective manager is. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. It's a journey. But learning to create a business, to attract and build a team of people, and to see those people become the best versions of themselves under your guidance is one of the most rewarding things that you could ever do. As I often say, your business is a reflection of you, and if you don't grow, then your business never will. At this time of year, many of us make or have just made New Year's resolutions around your personal and sometimes professional ambitions. Unfortunately, though, for most people, those resolutions only last a few days, maybe a couple of weeks before they conveniently are forgotten about and things go back to where they were before you started. But New Year's resolutions are not goals. A New Year's resolution is when you resolve. That's where it comes from. Resolve comes from resolution. When you resolve to do something, it's when you resolve or promise yourself that things are going to be different. But it's doomed to fail because you have no strategy to make it happen. There's just your resolve and your willpower that you will make it happen. But the reality is that on its own, in most cases, it won't be enough. And that's the difference between a resolution and a goal. A goal is more than a promise to yourself. It's getting clarity around a specific outcome that you want. It's measurable. It's developing a, a strategy and support systems around yourself to give you the best chance of turning that goal, whatever it is, into reality. And coming full circle from where we started on this podcast, that's why I do what I do. Everything I do is about helping salon owners, salon managers and hairstylists and barbers and anyone in the hair and beauty business to become the best version of themselves possible. And so if this year is the year that you want to take your business to the next level, then you need clarity around exactly what that means. You need the systems and structure in place to make it possible. And you need the support, the strategies, and the community to make it happen. But it all starts with you. Because remember, if you don't grow, then your business never will. And so, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, we're about to launch our online salon management course where you'll get the clarity that you need, where you'll get the structure, the support, the systems, and the community that you need to help you become the best manager possible and build the business 
that you deserve. It all starts with you. To find out more about that, make sure you subscribe to the Salon Management Launch Webinars. Now, to do that, you need to visit growmysalonbusiness.com and register so that you get notification about the times for the free launch webinar. The same launch webinar for the Salon Management course will be repeated on the 11th and 17th of January at different times. Now, it is not just a sales pitch. It is a one-hour salon management class. And then for those of you that are interested to find out more, at the end of that hour, I will then explain everything you need to know about the online management course that we're launching at the end of the webinar. So I hope to see you there. So as we begin a new year, let's make 2022 the year of the comeback like never before. So that's a wrap until next week when I bring another guest to you on the Grow My Salon Business podcast. And don't forget to visit us at growmysalonbusiness.com and subscribe to be informed about the times, dates, and the details of the online salon management course. Until then, keep safe. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to connect with us, you'll find us at growmysalonbusiness.com or on Facebook and Instagram at growmysalonbusiness. And if you enjoyed tuning into our podcast, make sure that you subscribe, like, and share it with your friends. Until next time, this is Anthony Whitaker wishing you continued success.